Prophetic culture. Now, apostolic culture and prophetic culture, they are a great team. You see, in, in apostolic culture, the mission is kingdom come. I want to release the power of God on the earth. I want to establish the kingdom reign of Jesus in the earth. But where do you get the power? Where do you get the power? Where do you get the grace, the ability to release the kingdom of God? I believe it's found in prophetic culture. So let me illustrate. Years ago, uh, I was a student pastor, and uh, you know, I was, I was really giving my all in the ministry, and, and it just felt like things were blowing up in my face over and over again. It was just like, I'm giving my best, but it's not working. Sometimes it was working, sometimes it wasn't working. So this one weekend was amazing. A Friday night, Sonica had a dream. In the dream, she saw a boxing ring. And she saw this huge guy. Now, compared to me, most guys are huge. <laughs> this huge guy, a boxer who represented evil, he was standing in this boxing ring and he was like throwing punches and everybody was afraid that no one wanted to get into the boxing ring. And then in this dream, she saw me diving in. So I dove into this, into this boxing ring, and I'm up, and I'm at it, you know, and I'm coming. I'm punching. I'm, I'm doing my everything. I'm coming at this guy. And at some point, he clubs me. Just one club. And in the dream, he clubs me out of the boxing ring, and I'm, I'm, I'm into the crowd, few rows back, and I'm like, ah. out for the count. So the next morning, Sonica shares this dream with me. And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I'm giving him my all. I'm going for it. And then I just get clapped, one clap, and I'm boop, out. <laughs> and so that was, a, that was a Saturday morning. And then Sunday morning, we had what, uh, a, a life encounter. We had a, a time where we prayed for people for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And so now I'm praying for people for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And there was a lady, a mature Christian in the audience. And while we were praying for people, she saw a vision. A vision is like a mental picture that is not of your own making. It's by the Holy Spirit. She saw Sonica and me standing under a waterfall with our hands raised, worshiping God. And then in this vision, she saw outside a man in chains, bound by chains. And all we did was we were standing under the waterfall, just worshiping our God. And then the chains broke, and that man joined us in the waterfall. The waterfall represents the presence of God. And so when she shared this with me, it's like the Holy Spirit put the two pictures together. The one is the boxing ring of the flesh. It's when you and I try to do life in our own ability. You know, the devil is king of the flesh. He always wins. You might get a two shots in, but the third one, he takes you out. You will always lose when you do something in your own ability. Can I say this to you? I believe most Christians are living in the boxing ring of the flesh. Most. I was in the ministry. I was living in the boxing ring of the flesh. And that was God. That vision and that dream was God 
calling me and Sonica out of the boxing ring of the flesh and into the spirit, out of the flesh and into the power of the spirit. And that has been our journey over the last, say, 10 years, transitioning out of that space into a place where it's like, God, I'm just enjoying you. You are amazing. My God and my King, you are enthroned on high. I'm not even looking at the devil. I'm just enjoying my God. And as I'm worshiping Him, like we worshiped this morning, as we're just enjoying Him, do you know what? God Almighty, the armies of heaven go forth and they go clap the devil. And then the angels come back and they said, man, that was good warfare. We like, what warfare? We were just like, we were just enjoying God. We were just enjoying the presence of God. I was just shaking my body. It's powerful. It's powerful. Worship is powerful. The heart of the prophetic culture is about moving out of the flesh and into the spirit. Do you know about what we've done? We've, we've made certain spiritual disciplines that, okay, I need to... Well, I need to sing this morning. Okay. Oh, no, no. I don't raise my hand. I'm going to sing this morning. You know? We go through the motions instead of being in awe of our king. You see, the mission of the prophetic culture is I want my king enthroned in our midst, in our hearts. That's the mission of the prophetic culture culture. I want, I desire intimacy. I want to know him. I want to see him face to face. I want to be in awe of his glory. I am not after religious actions and few, you know, going through the motions. I'm not just going to pray a little bit boring, dry prayer meeting. No, I'm after the king being enthroned in my, in the, in my heart, on my heart, on the inside of me, in, in our midst. It changes the game. The, the, the prophetic flow, the prophetic culture has this mission. I want God. I need to be present. And, and, and the paradigm we need to embrace is this, that I'm not just going to be in His presence one day. There's this possibility of being, dwelling, living in His presence now. Right now. So the, the prophetic is about calling people's hearts back to King Jesus. We see that through the Old Testament. The prophets would speak to the people and say, guys, turn back. You've lost your way. Yes, you're religious. Yes, you're going through the motions. But your heart, you're missing it. Look at this verse. Matthew 15, verse 7 to 9, there's an Old Testament prophecy that's quoted in the New Testament. And it says, and this is Jesus speaking, he says, hypocrites, you, you actors, you, you fake, you pray, you sing, you read the Bible, but you're faking it. Your heart's not in it. The prophetic is about engaging the heart. The prophetic is about causing hearts to turn to God. Look at this. It says, well did Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet, prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, 
but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You're seeing it there. The prophetic is calling the hearts back to go beyond the form of religion to connect with a king. You know that, that waterfall in that, in that picture, it's like you can replace the waterfall with a king enthroned. It's like you're in his throne room. You, you, you're enthralled with him. God, it's about you. Jesus, it's about you. I love you. I, am, I, I, I adore you. You are my mission. So the prophetic is a continuous call to our hearts to connect with Christ, the King. And, and a prophetic culture is creating an environment where there's heart-to-heart connection, intimacy, real worship, real prayer, in the sense of passionate prayer with the praise of God, real passionate worship and praise. You know, like at the rugby, we shout, we, 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 ah, we growl even. We're excited because our hearts are in it. How much more should our hearts be in to our King who saved us from damnation, who set us free from eternal separation from our God, our source, our life? The prophetic is igniting a flame on the inside, and from that place, the power of God is released. So prophetic, the prophetic paradigm you and I need to embrace is this. Everything flows from the presence of the King. Everything flows from the presence of the king. I need to get out of the boxing ring of the flesh, and I need to transition into his tangible, manifest presence. That's the goal. That's the mission. So the apostle and the apostolic culture is, I want to release the kingdom. I can't just sit around. I need to show somebody the kingdom. The prophetic culture is like, I can't just go and do stuff. It needs to come from intimate connection with the living God. Now, the prophetic culture, the true prophetic will protect us from this verse where Jesus said, he spoke to guys and he said to them, you know, you've done miracles, signs and wonders, even cast out evil, but I don't know you. Yes, there's been miracles, but I don't know you. The true prophetic will keep us from losing our way, and will help us to come back to our king. So you want to, in your mind's eye, you want to see the king enthroned. And you want to see yourself building a culture around his presence. I'm going to pray because I want him to come. I'm going to worship because I want to glorify him so that God can be God in our midst. I'm going to fast and let go of worldly things, not because I'm trying to earn anything. Just I'm so hungry for God. I'm willing to skip a meal or two. I don't want to just religiously read the Bible. The Bible is the love letter that points me to the king. I'm, I'm coming to see a fresh glimpse of who my God is face to face. That is prophetic culture. So that's the one leg Everything flows from the presence of the king. The other leg of the prophetic culture is prophecy. The voice of the king. And the voice of the king calls us out of 
the flesh and into the spirit. The voice of the king empowers our hearts to step into the very presence of God the king. Prophecy. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3. It says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men, speaks to men's hearts. You see, we need to embrace this paradigm. God is always speaking. We just need to tune in. We just need to tune in. And when you tune in, it rocks your world. It rocks your life. I've seen this so many times. Over the last few weeks, I, uh, the Holy Spirit laid on my heart uh, one of our pastors in the church family. It's been in my heart. They're really battling. Church is really battling. And so I phoned him, and we were chatting, and it was just, it looks bleak. So I'm sitting now on my normal my chair where I normally sit and pray, and so I was just speaking to him. And as I was speaking to him, I said, hey, can I pray for you? So I prayed for him. And as I was praying for him, I saw a vision of Jesus. I saw Jesus pointing to him from the stage, like a stage, pointing to this pastor out of the crowd, pointing to him and saying, I have chosen you. I have chosen you. And then I saw a, a door to the side. I saw the door opening up, and I saw Jesus pointing to the door, saying to you, I'm opening a door to you. And so I prayed, and as I was sharing this, I could sense, as I released the prophetic word, it was like, the environment changed. I suddenly found myself in the presence of God. And I could see, I could hear, he is in the presence of God. He's weeping. He's crying. He's having a Jesus encounter right now because he's lost his hope. His identity has been broken down. He feels like a failure. And now he's hearing not a man's voice. He's hearing the voice of his father saying to him, I have chosen you. I have called you. I believe in you, and I'm going to open a door for you. It's going to be okay. It's so powerful. You see, the heart of the prophetic is about encouraging, exhorting our hearts, comforting our hearts. It's like when you're going through hell, and everybody has maybe turned their backs on you. When you receive a prophetic word, it's like the Father's arms comes around you, and He hugs you, and He holds you, and He says, My child, I love you. It's going to be okay. And it's like you, you, you forget about this realm and you experience another realm and you, you feel like the love of God surrounding your heart, like no man can hug you, like no person can hold you. You experience God holding you. That is the heart. That is the heart of the Father, the pro prophetic, the voice of the Father calling us out of the boxing ring of the flesh where it's hard into a place of rest. And then when His presence comes, comes, the kingdom comes. Changes the game. Look at this verse. The result of real prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 24 to 25, it says, it speaks about the prophetic culture, and it says, Paul the apostle speaking, but if all prophesy, say all. In other words, God wants everyone to hear the voice of God and release his voice to others. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, someone that 
has no clue about this other realm, the superior realm, the king of heaven. They know nothing. They've, they've fallen for those, those, those lies about, oh, it's a fairy tale, you know, someone made up religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of religions are made up, but this is not religion. This is a kingdom. And when you meet the king, you will know you've just met the king. If an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he's convinced by all. He is convicted by all. What's convicted? He's cut to the heart. Convicted by all. It's like, whoa, something's different here. This church is different. These people are different. The atmosphere here is different. Convicted by all. And says, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so... Falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. Isn't that beautiful? And the unbeliever, who previously had no exposure to the superior realm of heaven, suddenly says, God is in their midst. I've encountered the king. Prophetic culture. You see, the prophetic culture is about speaking to the heart. I've so many times prayed for people on a, uh, when, I've, when I travel and here in the city, praying for men of God and laying hands on them, like putting my hand on them, and then, and then suddenly the spirit of prophecy comes. And suddenly, well, a moment before it was a normal moment, now we're seeing bawling, weeping, falling to their knees, forgetting about me, having a Jesus encounter, hearing the voice of God, knowing something happened here. The kingdom just came. This is amazing. I've experienced this myself. I have released that to others. The power of the prophetic. So we need to embrace a prophetic culture. We need a, our mission needs to be, I want to dwell in his presence. I want the king enthroned in my heart and in my life. So last really key point, facet of the prophetic culture. You know, there are prophetic cultures where people are really deep and really weird, which is fine. But I sometimes ask the question, why are you pursuing the prophetic? To impress people? To show how awesome you are, to use the giftings to manipulate and to control? Or is it really about the king? See, the, the test is this Is it about just hearing his voice, or is it about obeying his voice? Is he really king? That's the test. Is he King Jesus, or is he a minister of suggestions? Well, what are, what are you feeling like today? No, he's the king. And when he speaks, it's a command. It's your choice still to decide if you're going to do it or not. But something needs to be in the ins Something needs to shift on the inside. And when my God, when my king speaks, I do it. This is part of my foundation since, for, since coming to Christ. I was like, Jesus, you're the king. If you speak, I'm just sir, how high? That's it. That's what it's about. You see, the false prophets like Balaam are those who hear to get money, 
hear to use and manipulate, but they don't obey the voice of God. So my question to you this morning is, is Jesus the king of your life? Is he the king? Is it your passion? God, I am all about you, the king enthroned. I want to hear your voice so I can know you and so I can do your will. So we see this with Abram, friend of God. Why? Because God knew. If I tell Abram to give up his most precious, his everything, Abram, give me your son. No, no, God, you're kidding. Abram, can I trust you? And Abram went to sacrifice his own son in obedience to God. And just before he did it, God stopped him and said, Stop, Abraham. Now I know that you fear God. And then, he, then God spoke to Abraham and said to him, And I will bless you. And he said, All the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. In other words, when we obey the voice of God, we're going to impact nations, whether you yourself or your offspring. But those who obey God impacts cities and nations. It is our greatest privilege to obey the voice of God. And a prophetic culture is where prophecy finds its rightful place under the rule and lordship of King Jesus. Not to do tricks. Not to look cool. It's about the king. Hallelujah. Father, it's God, we pray for the prophetic culture. We pray, Lord, for our hearts to turn away from dead religion, away from just going through the motions and truly stepping into the Spirit, surrendering our hearts to the King. So, Lord Jesus, we say, come and reign and rule in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.